Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom. As always and forever, I don't care if that's redundant, I'm Chez. And I am Miguel. I'm Rod. And you know what? Let's just start this from the beginning, get it out of the way. It's it's actually, it's it's been a while since we've brought the topic, but we have no choice because they're throwing the kitchen sink, apparently. Dude, Jared Leto's Joker, Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke are coming back. What the fuck? How are they even splitting up that $30 million at this point? I don't even know. Remember, as per a few episodes ago, it bumped up to seventy million dollars. Oh, so they, they, they probably they got bread, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yo, and I don't know about you saying about it's been a while since we've mentioned it. Like, like Raja said, I'm pretty sure we said it the last episode. Every episode, there's some kind of way that we bring it in, you know. And it honestly, it, you know, it's on the news, you know. Like, it's 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 not just we, we're not forcing it in. It naturally pops up, and this is this is actually pretty big fucking news and i and as you guys as the fans out there will know we we all have our thoughts on this i'm not gonna lie like i think i kind of block it out sometimes when we bring it up that's why it feels like it's don't don't block it out let it all in because this is this is huge it's huge news all right we got the joker coming back and you know uh okay let me rewind a little bit. David Ayer has been raving about his Ayer cut about the, of the Suicide Squad. Apparently, a lot of their oh. scenes were cut, and his true rendition of the Joker we never saw. You know, and that makes perfect sense with the way uh, Warner Brothers handled Justice League. So, Jared Leto's coming back, right? And, and and Suicide Squad is one of the few DC films recently that is actually tied to the Snyder universe, right? Because after that, it kind of starts to diverge. Yeah. So I'm excited about this because, you know, we're going to see Jared Leto again in a different context with uh, Batman, right? Batfleck. I don't know. And, oh, my God. And Deathstroke as well. God damn. I think. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> there's so much there to unpack. First of all, I think first of all, I'm just going to go with Joe Manga- uh, Manganiello. Uh, uh, first of all, that's dope. I'm excited because also for me, I'm like. Like, is he really back? Like, was he really there? Like, do fucking, uh, uh, fucking, you know, after credit scenes count that much? It's like he was on screen for like a few minutes. Regardless of that, I am excited. I, I, I love the dude. I think he's a fantastic actor. I, I, I fell for him when we, when we saw him in How I Met Your Mother. He, he was great there. Uh, and, and so since Yo, then, hell yeah, he was. <laughs> come on, that was an like his friendship, man. With it, what was the guy's name? forget the, the with marshall marshall <laughs> yeah it was yeah. a thing of beauty uh and i would love to see him bring that kind of relationship between deathstroke and batman right in the in the films but so i'm excited for that and he looked dope as fuck well i mean i think the fans are saying that like he's back because it was so epic but then everything went to shit is kind of like we knew that wasn't gonna happen anymore but then it's like hey like it's possible like, out of everything that was going on with the Snyder Cut and everything that's been going on, did you really expect to hear that the Joker and Deathstroke were going to be put into the series? Like, where? 
I do just want to say, you said, like, then everything went to shit. Did everything go to shit, or was everything shit to begin with? <laughs> everything went to shit. Mm. And they brought in Whedon. <laughs> and that's yeah. when everything went to shit. There was a scene, like, circulating way back when it was still Zack Snyder's Justice League of Deathstroke emerging from, like, a helicarrier or some shit. And then that scene, like, was nowhere to be found, right, in the version that we got. So, you know, there's footage with him in it. And he was supposed to play a big part in, you know, like Batman's rival and whatnot, sowing the seeds for a potential like Legion of Doom or whatever the Snyder Universe version of that is going to be. How many episodes is like the whole series supposed to be? Four one hour long epics. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, so let's break this down real quick. So we have Apocalypse, right? Or... Uxas, who, who he was before he became Apocalypse, what have you. Now we have the Joker. How dare you? <laughs> hey, what? How, we have who now? How dare you? I got Greta Thunberg on you right now, whatever her name is. <laughs> Apocalypse is not in the Snyder, in the, in the DC universe. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Dark side. Dark side. Oh, I said apocalypse. I'm like, like I that's was thinking, did you, did you mean the planet? The planet or no, yeah, that's the planet. All right. All right. I'm like, and you were saying it was Uxmas no. before. I'm like, mad history no. of the planet. Damn. No. Like, shit. <laughs> Jesus Uxas Christ. before he became dark side. Anyway, okay. And now you have the Joker. And now you have Deathstroke. This is four one hour long episodes. Like, are we ready for this? Meh. Look, I, I honestly also don't don't think because look, first of all, I'm I'm sure like it's not gonna be a big part of the movies. I'm sure it's gonna be like this fucking few minute moment or something where they come out and then that's it and, and it won't be that great, I think. And also, come on, no nobody wants to see Jared Leto's Joker again. Like it's just that was one of the worst parts of Suicide Squad, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> I Suicide agree, Squad. I agree with you. Come on. I, come on. I first of all, I think everyone wants to see Jared Little's Joker. Uh, I think every man, woman, and child on Earth wants to see Jared Little's Joker. I want him to win an Oscar for playing Fuck. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> nah, but low-key, low though, Jared Little's in the top 10 most epic humans on the planet, I think. I don't know. If he's not in the top 10, maybe top 20. So, so Get the humans you know, alive on Earth. Yes, yes. You got. I don't know right. who's up there. Uh, Elon Musk, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. Epic people. <laughs> Jared Leto. Jared Leto's up there. That's right. <laughs> and also, um, just a quick reminder and a quick shout out to the the. I think it was official, right? The uh, Morbius teaser trailer that dropped like a while back. I think it was how long ago? How long has it been? Like a year ago now? Two years ago? Do you guys remember nah, just, that Morbius nah, This month, just a few months. I, I mean, know, few, like years five, ago? Five months I, I said, ago? I said one or two. Listen, man. Look, I know the, the pen, exactly. The yeah, pandemic shit. time is a whole other thing. <laughs> Has pandemic time warped. Time. But yeah, like, that trailer is out there and it's lurking. So he's doing epic things. But dude, I'm so excited to see more of his Joker. And I think now, for example, like he got to watch his performance in Suicide Squad. He got to read all the fan reactions because even though he might say, yeah, I didn't read any of that shit. Or if he did, I don't know. But I'm sure he heard something. He, you know, he's going to adjust his performance. You know, you know, it's going to happen. I don't know about that. I, don't, I wish I was more hopeful <laughs> than you are. But like, because also, yes. 
I I don't have anything against Jared Leto. Like I think he is a dope actor. Uh, uh, it sounds seems cool. You know, um, I don't love his band. Thirty he's seconds. He's timeless. Don't forget about that. He's talented musically. Yeah, he's okay. But like. I, I like him, but the, his role as Joker was just not. I just didn't like the design of Joker, like with all the tattoos and that kind of shit. And like, it was just not for me. The one thing I did like, which was rumored, right? And we talked about this off, off, like off air before about how, right? There were rumors, right, that he, um, he like, right, killed like a Robin, and then like, is he maybe might have been a Robin himself or something? Like some cool shit like that. And I thought that would be dope. Like that stuff, I would love to uh, explore more, and I'd be willing to watch Jared Leto again as a Joker for that. See, thank you, and also an Oscar nomination. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna come from the Zack Snyder Justice League movie. I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be Oscar worthy. And aside from that, and even more into, I guess, like, what it's now what like the Snyder Max verse. We got oh. Ben Affleck. Badflick is returning, guys. I can't. I yeah. can't even. And I want a disclaimer by saying these are still rumors, but these are these strong rumors. Like, similar to the whole cameos from Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Like, this shit is leaking. Like, there's, like, geek secret agents all over, man. I Yo, mean, well, yeah. tell me about this. Actually, this is so such a... Good rumor that I haven't heard about this yet. Actually, I heard something about HBO Max and him returning, but I, I don't know any of the details. Like, so what, what what's it about? Yeah, so the rumors are that he's either going to return in a series, you know, probably a series similar with a similar treatment to what they're going to do with um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and or potentially a movie. But I'm guessing it'll be a series of some kind. And According to some things that he said in the past, his script for his Batman film was modeled after Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum. So it was going to be a very deep psychological trip through Arkham, which I don't think has been explored deeply in the movies, right? That's still like a little bit of a new frontier for for a director to to touch upon. And it'll be crazy, too, because that means that HBO Max is going to have a Gotham show from the Batman verse and and then potentially... a Snyder Universe Batman show, like yo, we're gonna get inundated with Batman. I love it. And is it gonna be the first time that we kinda have two live-action Batmans? Yeah, I think so. Right? Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's a lot of it's it's a lot of Batman. And I think this is cool. Three. I think th- three. Who are I was I was thinking about that, but I couldn't. I will like... slap both of you. <laughs> Michael, Michael Keaton is appearing. In- oh. oh, my boy's coming back. Yeah. Keaton. <laughs> I also want to say, though, that this goes to show that HBO Max probably listens to our shit, man. Because, like, if you Word. guys remember in the in our Origins episode, I think that was our Batman-centric episode, I said that it's we've never really, uh, except for Adam West, we've never really had a true Batman show, right, with Batman on it. So, my fucking God, if it's finally happening with HBO Max, with Ben Affleck as Batman, I am for it. All right, guys, I have an idea. Because of all this news, when we finally get our personal Valhalla, our personal Nirvana, when we finally get Comic-Con back, because it's relevant, we all three go as Batman, because it'll make sense. 
And we'll all be each one of the Batman that we said. So you'll be Bal Kilmer. <laughs> I was thinking about maybe the one of the ones that's on the big screen. <laughs> I think I have more of a like bat flick, that Batman body type with like the broad, chubby chest thing going on. <laughs> but yeah, like, damn. When we finally get Comic-Con back, that'd be an awesome thing to do. That And speaking of which, all the cons have sucked this year because of the pandemic. I just got sadly reminded. I just got a little bit sad thinking about it. What have been some of the memories that have gotten the both of you through this little pandemic with all the new innovations, considering like DC Fandom and like all the, the whack-ass Comic-Con at home event? Like what have been some of the memories that you guys have held on to throughout the pandemic to get you through? Well, I think first of all, you know, cause I think some of the memories have been thanks to like fucking Facebook and Instagram reminding me Very right, that around the this time, right within the you know within these last couple of weeks, we've all had beautiful memories at New York City Comic Con uh, that that we've been reminded of that that now you know well it came and went like they did some kind of metaverse thing, another online thing that actually I didn't really follow and I didn't see much news about it, so whatever. But man, those those times we've been to New York City Comic Con has been were good. How often how often have you guys gone? I think you guys have gone more than me. Well, me, I've only been there once, but it was amazing. However, it was even I think I went on a Sunday and I went as a really low budget um Deathstroke. And it was a great time. Um however, I did have a really good paintball mask but I had some bad body armor on and, but my girlfriend helped me make all my weapons. Like I would say the night before and she did an awesome job. Um, but overall it was a great experience. Um, she went dressed as Huntress, I believe, and her costume was self-made. She did an awesome job with that. Um, and overall I loved it. I got, I got to hold some Holy Grail comic books. I think I held the, Amazing Fantasy, where Spider-Man has his first appearance in one of the, like, plastic cases. Um, I forgot which number it was, but, like, I actually got to hold that. Um, and I remember a really big crowd, though. That's one thing. I felt really inconvenienced. Like, I was in awe because it was my first time. But then I remember a lot of thinking the whole time, how the hell do people do this every year? I'm just I'm just so stuck right now thinking that you said your girl made the weapons for you. I'm like, damn, I didn't know she was like a blacksmith and shit, man. Like, fuck yeah, it, I'm imagining her behind an iron and shit getting that ready. That's dope, dude. Facts, facts, facts. I had actual steel weapons that she forged <laughs> for me in my backyard. Yeah, we, we can't have a, a comic con conversation without talking about cosplay, right? Because that's like yeah, everything now. Um, you know, with this crazy influx of superhero movies and superhero TV shows, Comic-Con got huge. I remember before, I'd go to Midtown Comics, and they'd have tickets on sale till the day before. Like, hey, guys, you know, they put them on, I don't know, they'll put them on, like, discount or whatever. But then it became this thing where if you're not on your computer at 8 in the morning yeah. on some type of, you know, what do you call a queue waiting yeah. on your turn to buy it's, it's maddening now. And then when you get there, like you said, so many people and then the culture of cosplay just took off. People have created, I saw a guy with a 3d printed 
Batfleck armor on. I'm like, shit, dude. Jesus. He, you know, you print each piece and you put it together. It's insane. And don't, don't even start on the Iron Man uh, cosplays now. People are getting into like actual, you know, programming and technology and, and all these effects on, on the costume. And it's getting crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I got into the cosplay thing. I feel like, you know, as you get older, Halloween becomes less relevant. But, you know, we can, we still get to dress up for a Comic-Con and you're Hell not yeah. crazy, right? Because everyone <laughs> else is dressed as a character. Like, I remember that's one of the things that I've loved the most about Comic-Con here in New York City, right? Where when when we've gone and we take, you know, the, the train, we were on the subway going and coming back, you know, and then just like immediately you see because it's, it's like it's always like a few a couple of weeks before halloween right and so when you immediately see other people dressed too like in cosplay and like that look like uh i know where you're going or i know where you're coming from what's up like that's dope you know like in that kind of community that you get you know like that i, I love that and especially then being there at comic-con exactly like like i remember like it's just so cool like everybody complimenting people's co uh you know cosplays and that kind of shit like and feeling like you know you're part of this cool community like eh, everybody is, is pretty dope yeah, the one thing that I can't wait to actually tr um, have another shot at because I know I could have done more of it is buying random bullshit. Like there was just so much shit to buy. And yeah, we have like stuff like Amazon where you could pretty much search anything, but it's like you're in a maze of cool shit. And oddly enough, it's from what I remember, it's all pretty cheap too like it was just so many awesome tidbits and just like small paraphernalia and stuff like that like that just from all over the place that especially what are they called the funko pops so many of those that i wanted but i was like you know what i'll leave it for another time but i didn't know that we'd be facing the apocalypse yeah i've tried to hold back you know i've been a lifetime collector of random bullshit whether it be statues, uh, action figures, or comic books. So at Comic-Con, I, start, I started to chill. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me not just go crazy and buy shit and just, you know, accumulate more junk. So I think starting in about 2017, I, I became curated about not only the experience, right? Like visiting specific panels. Uh, shout out to Miguel for organizing that shit. And also figuring out what I want to get. So 2017 might, I think it's that year. I have to double check, but 2017 might be my favorite year because I got to meet the artist behind the Nightwing run that made me a diehard DC comic book fan. I think it all started with that comic because in those, back in 1997 or 98, I'd go to the comic book store for two books, Nightwing and Fantastic Four. That's it. And then I walk out. And then, you know, with the <laughs> night with purpose, right there. <laughs> yeah. no, that's it. That's Nothing it? else. I'm a, I, don't, I don't pay. I just I'm walk. Fuck. I just keep walking. <laughs> These are my books. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Extreme so, ownership. <laughs> like you, you walk in and they have the staff pick of the week and you'll fuck that. Fuck that shit. If it's not Nightwing or Fantastic Four, I don't care about your pick of the week. Bro, I'd get pissed if either of those books were sold out. <laughs> Like with the, the front desk and arc and complain, but yeah. So you know that's a Scott McDaniel. He, him, and Chuck Dixon. They they're the creators of Nightwing's first solo series, which has been running ever since, right? Just a, with renumberings and things like that. But to me, they'll always be the greatest creative team. Probably it's partially nostalgia, and the artwork just blew me away. Uh, his his style. So I got to meet him. I got some original artwork from him too. 
And, you know, I, I got him to sign my Nightwing number one issue, which was also dope. So, yeah, and that year was when we did the Netflix theme. So it was like Punisher yeah. there and uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah, and I remember like with that, I thought like one of the coolest things about that because because that that was so fucking dope, man. Like I remember I was with you in it, and it was like it's a it's a memorable moment for me, you know. And I like I'm not even that passionate about Nightwing, and then just when like when you met him, and then like like you got fucking an original art from him made like right there, right? Like he started working on it, and then we went we went went to go see other panels and shit, and then you know we picked it up either that day or was it the next day? I don't even remember now. But, but like that was fucking dope and also like weren't you messaging with him on facebook or something like before or after his mom his mom <laughs> added me on facebook and sends me lovely emojis and and that's when things got dark <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool because like he was like okay so what do you want on your art piece i'm like dude just draw something and then i come back and i see the piece uh, we'll throw that up on the instagram i see the piece and i'm like yo this is perfect like you just nailed it anyway that's probably one of my many fond memories of new york comic-con yeah i remember because for me that because that's the thing i'm still lacking like i really want to get that experience about getting an artist one of my favorite fucking all-time meaningful artists to draw something for me there and i i came close i think last year uh 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 but I think it was who who I think one of the the ones that's doing the current X Men run RB uh, da Silva I think it was there, and but but it was like it's a little expensive totally worth it totally worth it for for this is it's beautiful works of art, uh, uh, but I'm like all right I got I think I gotta work myself up to that a little bit more and at least getting you know some signatures and shit at least you know but for me my experience for New York City Comic Con what I love is to attend the panels. I love that shit because I love, I want to hear the creative process. No, I love hearing the fucking writers, the artists talk about why they're doing what they're doing, how they came up with it and the teasing of the, the new runs. Like that, I, I just find that fascinating. It's just super cool. All right. Now let's address the pink elephant in the room. Do you guys think that Comic-Con is dead? What? No, like it's a possibility that it could like stay virtual. They could continue the innovation because think about it. If things continue to stay this like spaced out and like, you know what I mean? Like just super like regimented and it's going to be impossible logistically to hold comic cons all over the country. Like or even before people get over like the phobia of being in between such crowds like. I think that's the one thing that people aren't talking about. Like everyone's saying like, oh, like we all miss Comic-Con, which I'm sure we do. But are we ever really going to get it back the way it was? <laughs> that's a that's a pretty that's a bigger topic because it's also just about life. Like is life going back to normal? Like shit just got deep. But Comic-Con I- is life. I, honestly, I th- I'd hope so. Yeah, I think it will. I think things will get better. I don't think next year probably we won't have Comic Con next year, but I do think things will eventually get back to some kind of normal. And also, what- and I and I think we we have that. We're gonna definitely have Comic Con because that shit's a money maker. I'm sure they make way more money than doing these virtual things, man. Because if, for example, think about it. If if DC fandom wasn't free, I don't think I would have fucking paid for it, you know? Like, I would have thought about it more. It would have been depending what's available, especially knowing, like, fuck it, I'm just going to see it on YouTube later on news. 
no, it's not the same. It's not, and it's not, it doesn't like what well, we just, everything, everything we just talked about, the cosplay experience and all seeing the panels, you can't do that from home, you know, like, so it has to come back. Yeah. Fandom was one big press release, right? Right. Yeah, that the fans got to see. Um, and the, the crazy thing is that since everything was bumped a year, that means next year's fandom is going to be showing this shit from like 2030. All right, you're going to get the Flash trilogy or whatever the fuck. But yeah, before we, before we move on on how bleak the future is here on Earth, um, I, more about Comic-Con 2017, because that was also the year that I got to meet Kevin Conroy as well. Oh, yeah. Yep, and he signed the uh, art piece from the Killing Joke, the animated uh, movie. And that was really cool too, man. Because this guy's iconic, right? He's a legend. We were just talking about like how he might be the best Batman, like in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. So I remember fucking meeting Kevin Conroy was fucking dope, and you getting the signature was great. And that's the other cool thing about Comic Con, right? Because if you remember, Rod, I think this might have been last year. I think where also we got to meet Tom King just randomly walking by like we had just seen him like i think maybe 20 30 minutes before doing a panel that was like uh and kind of not in one of the rooms like kind of like an outdoor kind of thing by the all the merchandise and shit and it was a cool panel you know i mean it was just basically him being interviewed i think by sci-fi and and then afterwards like we're looking for shirts and shit and all of a sudden we just see tom king looking for a shirt himself and we're like wait holy shit like and he was super cool. He was super nice. Like, he just, like, we, like, said hi. He said hi back. We're, like, we're big fans. He's, like, thank you. Thank you very much. And we took a photo with him, a couple selfies, actually, with him. And, like, yeah, that, yeah. Like, so cool. Yeah. And, and we were upset that year because there was no Batman panel, right? Because the year before, I think we saw Scott Snyder do a panel. And then yeah. we are expecting Tom King to have a Batman panel. But whatever. And we, even better, we just saw him, like, buying a T-shirt and shit. <laughs> And yo, and Tom King, man, I'm reading right now the City of Bane, right? That's his final arc yeah. on the book. And, you know, I'm digging it, man, from, from the first episode, of, the first issue, sorry, of Rebirth up until now. Like, it's all been a fantastic run. And then I think he graduated from his work on Grayson uh, before mm-hmm. that, which I also love because, okay, going back to what I said about the Nightwing comic books, Nightwing comic books have not been good since Chuck Dixon was on it way back when. I think Dan Jurgens has done some good work, you know, for the for the OG fans, you know who that is. Um, but yeah, he I don't know, he's been relegated to like a C list almost with in terms of creative talent. Um Damn. Damn. Yeah. But then, you know, Tom King came in with this Grayson book, which takes place after Forever Evil, right? Where Nightwing gets exposed as Dick Grayson. He has to become this secret agent or some bullshit like that. For spiral, <laughs> right? Spiral, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yo, this, the character, and Nightwing is not in the book because he he gets rid of that um, persona. That persona dies or some shit. I don't know. Right, right, because he fakes his death, right? Something like right. That? Yeah. yeah, so that, you know, his exposure won't compromise the Bat family, right? I don't know how that, what kind OJ. of like, yeah, I don't know. OJ. I don't know if they, they, they worked that, but that was Jeff Johns, though. Shout out to Jeff Johns. He wrote the Forever <laughs> Evil. Yeah. Um, and quick preview we, we have a hot, well, it depends what, how they see in these episodes but or how they listen to these episodes but that's the next halloween themed episode is going to be forever evil (laughs) so i have a question for the both of you since i've only been to comic-con once and you guys have been to like a bunch of them um for each of you because i'm sure it's not the same what is your most mind-blowing moment of comic-con 
Damn. Like the moment that you just were like, oh, what? Like it felt surreal. I, honestly, I think for me, it was um, uh, what Rod was saying, that Batman panel that we saw those uh, two years ago, I think that was. I, 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 for me, that was fucking dope because it had, it had Scott Snyder, right? I, I think it had James Tinian the fourth. And then did it have Frank Miller or was this last year a separate thing with him? I don't even remember that. Rod? I don't think that was a bat panel. No, but right? we did see Frank Miller. We did see him in a separate one. Yeah, yeah but 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 the but the Scott Snyder, James Tinian one. I thought that was just so cool. I don't know. I love hearing because first of all, they just seem so cool. And then I love see. Oh, and also, I think Greg Capullo was there too when they were doing the the the, the, the Batman panel. It, 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 and then just just hearing them talk about the fucking the way they do their work and and like how excited they were about the next things they had that like, were gonna come up like i don't know like i loved it it made me feel like i can trust you guys like you guys are doing it you know because at that at that point right like scott snyder's batman run was like one of the dopest runs you know in batman that i've seen in a while you know obviously now tom king's run we can go you know uh talk about that one a lot which also another great run but for me, I think that was one of the, the 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 coolest moments that I felt. I'm like, they're right there. Like, that's awesome. The creators of shit that I read every day. You know, like, it's cool. I think for me, the most mind-blowing moment was when I saw probably 20 Deadpools doing a dance number. I'm like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, what? Like, what? Like, this thing has gotten so huge. And, and I remember, like, there's, like, a huge... Um, uh, a long escalator leading from like the first level to the second. Yeah. And I remember seeing this sea of people that you'd only see at like a, a big music festival, like all these goddamn people and they're all dressed up. And I'm like, wow, this thing has blown the fuck up. And, and me as a comic book fan, I'm like, yes, because this means that, you know, comic books are once again, a very lucrative industry, right? We're going to get video games. We're going to get shows. We're going to get movies. We're going to get bombarded by content. And I, I love it. I love it. It's so much so that I, I only exclusively ingest comic book related media, right? Like it has to oh, be a yeah. show or <laughs> whether it's being yeah, for, literature. Yeah, for all the fans out there, Rod tries his best to only, like he's not joking, <laughs> to only consume comic book related media. He refuses to read books unless they're for academic purpose. Right. And it's gotten to the point where there's so much content now that you can't keep up. Right. Like the CW verse that got ahead of me because that's so massive and time consuming. Yeah. But I felt like like was that universe really worth chasing that? Like imagine one person who's like super well versed on like the CW verse. Like, bro, like what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Bro. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think I think between Rod and I, I think at one point we were almost kind of there because I think I was watching the shows that you were primarily not watching and you were watching the other one because you were watching Arrow and like Black Lightning and I was watching mostly Supergirl and Flash and 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 no, come on. That's what I'm saying. Like on specific shows, for example, I watched the shit out of Arrow. I watched the shit out of the Flash. I watched some Legends, but it's like imagine someone who's like well versed on. Bro, they're out there. If you're out there, and show says this is a signal. W verse. (laughs) I know. Or please comment. You know, critique the acolytes of the CW verse. Bro, they're they're legion. They are out there. (laughs) How many shows are there right now? (laughs) I mean, like. I don't know what was their their, their current we, lineup like. We had we had we had Arrow right, and it was just gonna get switched to like the other the new one right. But then it was, was it like Black Lightning, uh, um, 
uh, Batwoman, right? Flash, Le uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. So we got six. Am I missing anything? I think that's that's about it, no? And that's so, not including the new yeah. ones that'll come out. Yeah. It's, just <laughs> in it's just interesting how, like, oddly enough, like, DC, like, they can't get it together on the big screen, but something so simple and pure. I mean, I don't have anything against the CW-verse. I'm just saying I thought it'd be interesting if someone's super schooled in it. Sounds like you do, though. Sounds like you do. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I love you it. hate it. Yeah, I'm not hating Bro, the Flash, okay, the Flash I love the one Flash. changed our lives, right? And then season two yeah. <laughs> was even better. Yeah. Come on, Zoom. I don't want to talk about villains right now because that's the theme for the next episode, but come Wait, on. By the way, quick side note, since you brought up the name. That is the best pop figure. Zoom. That shit is metal. I want that pop. But yeah, like, but it's just, it's just crazy how Disney pulled something that people thought was impossible, right? They pulled off this massive universe in movies. DC tried to follow suit, of course, you know, to cash in. They can't get it together. But for some reason on the small screen, they pulled off some crazy shit. Like, who would have thought that we'd see Crisis on Infinite Earths in any manner? Yeah. I, I want to stop you right there. <laughs> Disney did not pull off the uh, MCU. That was a, a homebrew grassroots from Marvel up. And then, you know, the, the huge company acquired them. And then... Exa exactly. When they were making money, Disney was like, all right, we got yeah. you. <laughs> and then with DC, they didn't have that approach. They've always been under that Warner Brothers umbrella. So they didn't get that same treatment, that grassroots treatment. You know, executives come in and at that point when it's not the creators that are in charge. And then they fuck shit up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, how do you guys think they're going to explain not having Supergirl in the next crossover? Since the show being canceled, I just thought about that right now. No, I saw on the news saying that she's still going to appear probably in other shows and stuff. But but um, oh wow, yeah. So maybe just for the crossovers or something, they'll probably have her there or something. But like they they for example they they used to do like it's the good thing about the CW right the Arrowverse is that it's cheesy right and they can pretty much do anything they want. And for the other since Supergirl's been around and when they had the the any crossover everybody was like where's superman right and they always had some random like oh he's off world you know or he's doing <laughs> i hate know? that line i hate that line <laughs> they, they use that shit in like across all universes no matter the country like the company <laughs> dc marvel like oh we're so and so he's off world fuck you fuck off world i hate that it's such a what's it called the deus ex machina or some shit like that like some shit that they just like use as like uh to like flick shit away that's a little different. The Deus Ex Machina, yeah. it's a plot Deus. device. Yeah, yeah. Deus, yeah. It has oh, okay. moved the plot forward. Uh, this is just like a random like thing. just to... A dismissal. Like, yeah, he's off-world. It's like hand-wavy things. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's off-world, you know, like a Jedi mind trick. This is not the Superman you're worried about. You're thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi mind and trick. And they eventually delivered, right? And yeah. then, what, last season on Batwoman, they delivered us a version of Bruce Wayne in the form of a plastic surgery Tommy Elliot. Yes, yeah. And for the fans uh, that don't know, Tommy Elliott is like a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne's. Um, and then, okay, I haven't read Hush in a while, but I'm going to try to explain this as best as I can remember. Tommy wanted his parents to die so he can inherit the fortune. He's like the opposite. He's like the bizarro Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> he manufactures a car accident 
his parents survive because Thomas Wayne, the surgeon, saves them. And now he hates the Waynes because they denied him the, 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 the glory of murdering his parents. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> but point is that he, you know, he's a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne's. He pops up in this storyline, Batman Hush, which is one of the best Batman stories, mm-hmm. especially if you're new to comics and new to Batman comics. Batman Reach. Hush by Jeff Loeb and the, the legendary Jim Lee right yeah um so yeah so so apparently and at one point you know since hush is also a kind of surgeon he like i don't know to mess with bruce wayne's world he does plastic surgery and becomes bruce wayne in the comic books that was uh written by what paul dini um in the heart of hush comic book which is the the direct sequel to batman hush for the hardcore fanboys forget all the hush stories that happened in between he wasn't handled properly uh, then Paul Dini came in and, and righted that ship by, you know, doing this whole plastic surgery thing. Damn, that was some impressive <laughs> Batman Hush knowledge. I'm, that's <laughs> dope. Like, I knew a little bit. I knew, I knew the main Hush story, but I didn't know, like, the, 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 the sequels, but in the proper sequels, good dope, man. Good, cool. <laughs> Yeah, was he does like an open heart surgery on Selena Kyle or some shit. It, it's a good story. You guys should check it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That, es- that escalated very quickly. I did want to then, I'm glad you brought up Batman stories again and uh, seminal Batman stories. I, I wanted to kind of bring it back to our moments from New York City Comic Con to something uh, current. We'll see if you guys want to talk about it. This is, this is actually something I've been dying to talk and get your guys' thoughts, right? Because we said we saw we met Tom King, right? amazing run he, he did in batman it ended not that long ago the city of bane story right which is this epic epic fucking story you know that he had a lot of different event like basically like storylines throughout his run which is almost two years i think run or a little bit more probably and and fantastic fantastic like three years like it was fantastic like such good stuff and it all builds up it's all one fucking long story that that, that leads to and then and then, although he's no longer running, uh, writing Batman, he's gonna write. He's writing the, which is gonna be like his true conclusion to his Batman story, which is gonna be the Batman Catwoman book, um, which I'm excited about too. But I do want to ask, you know, in Studio Bane, something big happens that hasn't happened before in Batman comic books. I do. I think I'm pretty sure it's never really happened like this. Uh, that 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 I wasn't too happy about. That if I had if I had the ability to go back in time, I would grab Tom King and kind of be like, "Yo, what the fuck, dude? What's up? What's good?" Now the question is, can we can we share this? Because I know Rod's Rod doesn't like spoilers. Do it. This came out a while ago. Do it. I think it's six months. If it's six months or over, I guess we could insert spoiler alert right about now. It's actually more than six months. It's twelve months. It's been it's been a year because DC because we're I was reading it on the app, and on the app it, it, they had a, a, a the DC Universe app they have a twelve month uh, a window which is mm-hmm. now going to be six months. And uh, I just made sure to look that up, and twelve months does equal a year. So it's making sure we can. We can. I think that's. <laughs> Spoil. All right, so we're gonna make sure to warn people. This is gonna have a spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert! And so Alfred dies. Alfred is killed and 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 Dang. killed horribly. His neck is no. broken by Bane, as in front of Damien, which is basically his grandkid, right? Like, yeah, you know, in front of Damien, tied to a sh- a chair, forced to watch Alfred die. 
Uh, okay, I can't. I can't even. I had thoughts. I, I Raj read this. Chess hasn't, but he doesn't care about spoilers. So, all right. I'm, tell you guys what do you think? What, what's... All right. Um, that's insane. That's insane. And it's like, come, yo, Damien is gonna be such a shitty adult. What the fuck? Like, like he's gonna be darker than Bruce at this point. Like, what? Trained by the League of Assassins. His grandfather is Raz. Like, like, wait, 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 wait. What happened with that whole thing where like his dad was supposed to be Deathstroke? Was that bullshit or? Yeah, I think it ended up being BS. Okay, so okay, so it is Bruce. Okay, yeah, like that's that's insane. Like then watching technically, like imagine how, even though that kid has a super hard shell, how attached he got to Alfred on the low. Come on, I'm sure there's some panels out there with some low key tender moments between Alfred and Damien, and then just to see For him sure. get his neck snapped. Wow, that's crazy. And also, and also, who, what writer wrote that Deathstroke might be Damien's dad? Was it Maury Povich who's writing comic books now? Like, that's such a stupid <laughs> idea. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry to the writer that wrote that. I'm sure, I mean, you, you want to get ways to get Batman and Deathstroke to fight each other. But that know. did happen. I'm not bugging, right? No, it, yeah, it was no. an arc. No, okay. and I think it was part of the current run, the the, uh, the most recent run by Christopher Priest, which he's a good writer. It was just like, I guess the premise of that plot was like, okay, all right. Like, in I all fairness, was... I didn't read it. So, <laughs> so I don't either. know if that was good or bad. Because it sounded stupid. That's why we didn't read it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will say just to add to what Chess said, um, that there is, I've seen, I haven't read these books, but there are repercussions of that now because there's like the Teen Titans book where like, or I think that's what it's, that's yeah, because there's the Titans book with the adult Teen Titans and then the Teen Titans, which is Damian Wayne and, and like as Robin and, and, and the other Wally West Flash and, uh, and, and you know, the other group. And, and, and one of the recent stories I saw that apparently he's really fucking pissed at Batman for it. Like he blames, blames Batman for it and he uh, uh, removed, like he said, he's not going to be Robin anymore. And so we still don't know what happens with that. We don't know if that's going to be for real or is he going to do like all the other kids, right? Like his own new character, we'll see. But but there is some shit. There's some stuff from that. But right, so so Rod, what was you read it, you saw that image. What, what what were your thoughts? All right. All right, uh quick for the fans that may not be that well versed, a uh, quick recap. So Damian Wayne is the current Robin. He's the son of Talia Al Ghul for the for the movie fans. She was in um Dark Knight Rises uh and bruce wayne and then you know bruce did, may not have known of his existence so he was about like 10 or 9 or something then he met him he's you know out of control he, he's like chess said um born and bred by the league of assassins and now you know he's robin he gained a family he gained big brothers in the form of dick grayson jason todd etc and i believe his quick shout out because i believe created by frank uh, by grant morrison and i think frank quietly right together in their epic Batman run. Uh, that oh, was no. Hubert, who, right? Andy Andy or Adam. I never remember which one is which, but that was at the beginning of Grant Morrison's Batman run. Yes, you're right. You're right. My bad. And I just want to say, if Rod was a member of the Legion of Superheroes, his name would be Recap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not bad. So, okay. And a little bit of context. Why is Bane snapping, you know, Alfred's... Poor neck, like why is he oh, killing an elderly dang. man like this in front of his grandchild? Why is he being brutalized? So 
Shout out to Bane. In this, I don't know, in this scenario, (laughs) you know, I kind of, it's been a lot of Tom King books, so I kind of got to recap, but his whole, his central theme has been Bruce versus Bane, right? Like, that's the central villain of his whole arc. Uh, But he's also accompanied by, in this most recent issue, which is a year old, whatever, where um, Alfred bites the dust, by Thomas Wayne. And also for the fans, this is the Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint where the flash goes back and fucks with time comes back. And now Thomas Wayne is Batman and he has like two nine millimeters or whatever, two desert Eagles. I don't know what kind of guns he has, but he's more similar to like the red hood in that regard. Thomas Wayne guy. heat. And now Thomas Wayne has fixed Gotham by weaponizing its insane criminals, right? He has them all doing tasks, get, they get their jollies off, but they keep Gotham safe. And you know, Thomas Wayne is like, I figured it out, Bruce. Go retire with your woman because Tom King also, you know, he he, he really hitched more than any other writer before him, Selena, Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne. So now Bruce Wayne can go off and, you know, finish off his life the way he ended it in Dark Knight Rises, right? In France, right? whatever, at a right, cafe. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the, the, the whole Tom King run, without really spoiling the run, because like, it, it is a psychological, basically, thriller because the back... Bane is trying to break the bat down by psychologically, though, by fucking with him. And at the same time, you know, kind of using his his dad from this fucking Flashpoint universe. But with but, but Thomas Wayne's goal is like he just wants his son to be stop being Batman and, and goes about it in a little bit of an intense way. And so so when Bane, you know, Batman's fuck, fucked up and he's recovering some other place outside of the Gotham City, Bane takes Bane and this Thomas Flashpoint Batman take over Gotham City. And they have this very strict rule of like none of the Bat family can be in the city, and if they do, they said we'll kill Alfred because they had captured him. Yeah, and so who breaks that rule? I well, I think it's a good idea to kill Alfred and leave him dead because who has butlers anymore? And not only that, who has butlers from the UK? Like, what the hell? I mean, fucking Mr. Belvedere. Hey, I mean, come on. First off, that could easily be justified because in every <laughs> single cap, in every single caption, Batman comic. Imagine how much time it would take Bruce to walk around and get stuff. Like, come on, the Batcave is huge. Batman <laughs> is huge. He needs assistance in getting stuff. All right, the best Alfred, go. <laughs> wait, 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 no, before we get into that, before we get into that, because obviously it's Michael Caine. I'm like, all right, yeah, Michael Caine's already here. No, but- hey, 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 Caine. Hey, hey. <laughs> that Alfred from the those horrible movies, you know, like with Clooney and Kilmer, that was the same Alfred, right? That old... Oh, yeah, right. Alfred. Yeah, Alfred yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, his uh, name I, was I, Alfred? No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm fucking this up, wait. I'm fucking this up, I'm sorry. Rest Damn, in peace. Failure. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that I I would say he's my favorite Alfred. I love Michael Caine, but I would say for some reason I like that Alfred. You know what? That's a good point. Exactly. That's. But I I I I, I you know he was a very good Alfred. And but I do agree with Rod's comment because it hurts me emotionally, right? Because I'm like I love Alfred. He's been an integral part of the. And also because I know how much Batman loves him and how much it means to him, right? And it's like straight up, it's like killing his dad again and his parents again right and so but (laughs) when you do think about it it's a little outdated to have a butler you know like that 
Yo, Bruce Wayne is mad privileged. Yeah. He's not woke. He needs to release Alfred from bondage, and look what happened. Mm-hmm. Just look what happened. Oh, yeah, and quick correction. It's Michael Go was that OG Alfred. And my favorite Alfred is the Alfred from the Gotham TV show because he's the most badass Alfred we ever had. Oh, my uh, God. His yeah. name is Sean Pertwee. So for the people that haven't seen that show, Alfred is pretty dope. And James Gordon as well. We've already gushed over him. I'm not going to lie. I kind of didn't like that Alfred because I felt like he was too epic. <laughs> like, he, he had, <laughs> no, he had too much swag. Like, yo, take it down a notch, dude. Like, no, and exactly. I, I take back my comment. I take back. I, I agree. The best uh, 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 Alfred has been Sean Pertwee from from fucking Gotham. He was dope. He was. Oh, yeah. No, I loved him. And then what I liked about that, too, because he that they really did bring out or you know and then it, it fed the comics but it had fed the comics before too right like about like because they do have that history where where alfred was trained like you know by like the british like maybe seals whatever they might have i don't know what it was but you know like and he was like an epic uh, uh fighter oh and i think we mentioned this in a, in a previous episode like scott snyder's batman all-star run had this really dope story with alfred that related to his past which is, I think, my my something friend or my my first ally. I think it's called the the storyline. I recommended it. It was pretty dope, um, and so that was cool. Like I like that. But I feel like yeah, you're right. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Like it's cool that they have this whole other badass side to Alfred, right? That he he's a fighter. He can really this that that also explains how he's been alive helping Batman for so long, right? Because if it was the dude from the first Batman films, right? What was his name again? Something go. Michael. Michael if, it, if it was Michael Go, like he would die like that, right? Like he, yeah. like the the moment the Joker comes into the Batcave or something, anybody like he's he's done for, right? So I get Heart it. Attack. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he did kind of face down the Joker as the Riddler in Jim Carrey. So I mean, kind of close. Kind of close. You're right. You're right. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's it's a little outdated to have a butler. But like, I feel like I don't know. Instead of killing him, like r- write it, I don't know, to something else or or have him go ethically away. Nah, have Bane snap his neck, and I'm pretty sure that was paying homage to when Batman breaks. I mean, to when Bane breaks Batman's back in the story Nightfall, which is one of the most iconic fucking panels in comic book history. Nah, but this was Word. more gruesome. I don't know, man. Like this, Damn, I honestly, really? it made me feel like I didn't like it. It was too, it was too fucking real. I don't know. Like I didn't like it. And I was like, fuck Alfred. And then like, I, I, he's a, Tom King is an incredible writer. And I think the artist who drew that uh, uh, issue was Michael ja- uh, Mikel Janine, uh, who's, who's an incredible artist too. And, and it's just like, cause it's towards the end and like, you're in it, man. Like you feel it. You you're, you're like really fucking in the story. And then when you see that fucking moment happen, it's like I'm like I'm I'm in Damian Wayne's uh, shoes. It's no. Yo, I feel like <laughs> Bruce. I think she just like the entire bad family just move out of Gotham and let that shit implode straight up. Like, man, but it's his city though. It's his lifeblood. Nah, man. Take it back to no man's He's land obsessed. and cataclysm. 
just oh man like that's why how did we even diverge into like a deep batman comic conversation it was from (laughs) comic-con and they went here yeah no can you see the comic-con we talked about nightwing we talked about the batman panel we talked about tom king like new york city comic-con's been good for us batman fans you know like no and so but then then tom king did this to us you know so but i guess we're i guess are we in an agreement sort i guess that we're okay with this turn of events like um and, and so, do you, I, I, Rod, you don't want him to come back, right? Then, Chez, what do you think? Alfred, now, you know what? The way I see it, necessity is the mother of, of, of um, invention and shit. So come up with a new assistant for Batman in some way, shape, and form. Maybe, like, that could be a better way for them to, damn, you know what? No, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> That'd be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to say it now. Damn it. All right, fine. God. Hashtag don't cancel Chez. Oh, my God. No, don't say that. Now do it. No, I was going to say it's kind of like this would be a cool way maybe for the signal to play a bigger role in the Bat family. But it's like swap him as a helper for Batman. Oh, my God. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Uh, I just like to say, Chess's comments do not represent the ideals and beliefs (laughs) of the Legion on Zoom. Damn. No. You really, you meant because you love the character. Yes. You shine more. And, and yes. Okay. <laughs> Cancel. Chip. No, I think for a man who, who, who believes he's the epitome of, of manliness and everything. Come on, man. Do your own fucking wash your own underwear. Make your own soup. All right. Amidst your own baths, amidst the crime fighting and the brooding, he has to brood to be effective. I don't know, man. I don't. Oh, then, nah, nah, you exactly, nah. Come on, or or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I mean, like being Batman. Oh, being Batman is not a one man operation. Pull pull a a Tony Stark and make Alfred a oh a a, 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 what is it? An AI. Yeah. You know what? And you know what? I'll take it back. Which has happened in the comics. Best happened in the. I wouldn't. What? The best Alfred is um the one from the Snyderverse. What's his name? Jeffrey Jeremy, Irons. Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Slash. I, uh, slash. Ozymandias. I beat yeah. you till you saying it incorrectly. Jeffrey Irons. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, he's 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 awesome. He's awesome. I want to yeah, see. More of I would him. say yeah, because like I don't know. I feel like with him and Batflick, I feel like Batman is them. You know what I mean? As opposed to like Batman no. is what? just Bruce Wayne, I feel like Batman is Bruce and that Alfred. Like they make up Batman because I feel like he works more with Bruce than the other versions of Alfred. Oh, yeah, that's you know what I mean? Alfred, right? Exactly. Right, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, like they are Batman as right. opposed to like it's just Bruce Wayne. I, you know what? He's Good my point. Yeah, he's my favorite Alfred. Hashtag don't cancel Chuck. <laughs> Too late, dude. It's happening. <laughs> it's all right. You can't, you can't <laughs> take that back. No, but like so I did want to say, like, yeah, the AI thing, that's a cool idea. Cause that happened in it was in the in the in the in the dark in the dark multiverse storyline, the first yeah. one, right? Where they have yeah. one of the evil versions of Batman was that that happened, right? That Alfred got killed. He made this AI. I think it was I think that's how it was, right? Or yeah. the other way around. Uh and then and then the AI was like fucking crazy or something. And combined himself with batman it was some weird fucking it's yeah, like a brother movie. i weirdo i, I don't remember yeah. that's like three years old that story and the reason why i don't think they would go ai is because hello jarvis 
Like, no, it'd be weird to have Alfred as an AI. That'd be a Jarvis ripoff. Well, right. I guess a Jarvis, because that's also actually true. They, they, that's Jarvis in the movies, right? Because in the comic books, Jarvis is an actual butler. Yeah, he's a Avengers clone of Legend. Alfred. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> exactly. Like, they ripped D, you know, DC off first. So, you know, I think it's only fair for them to make him an AI. Oh, uh, fair, fair enough. The other thing, actually, I want to mention just quickly, because I think connecting it back to our our episode where we talked about the three, so the uh, the the Legion, the Legion who laughs, right? That was our, mm-hmm. our episode where we talked about the three Jokers. That now we can mention this, right? Because we were loving the story. It's an interesting story. We talked. Where is it in terms of continuity? Because in that story, Alfred's there. So what the fuck? So what's going on? <laughs> I hate like oh man like and. I feel like usually at DC, they keep some type of order on the multiverse thing. Like, there's some methods. And then, like, then there's shit like three jokers. It's like, what? what? Watch. That's just like Jeff John just pulling, like, a, like, a, like, a, like his, 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 like his weight, you know, pulling seniority. He's like, no, no, no. Fuck Tom King. Yeah. Alfred's alive. I don't give a fuck about his story. You know, and like, and then just erasing it or something. Because that's confusing because they've said that the black label thing, which is that's where it's, it, it, it's coming out. It it said it's not continuity wise, but I think I've read interviews where Jeff John said and Jason Fabok have said that it is in continuity. So now I'm fucking confused. Yeah, that's you see what I'm saying? Like, I hate it when that happens. Like, why can't people just settle like on one thing? It's pretty simple. Like, is he or is he not alive? What's up with your boy, Jeff Johns, Rod? What's up, what's up with thoughts. your boy? Do it, do it. So, like I mentioned in the previous episode, or, well, the, the Legion Who Laughs, I think that Jeff Johns is trying to make a timeless Batman story, and it can't be bogged down by continuity blips, because we might, I don't know, Alfred might come back, but this is a, a, a book that is going to be always relevant, you know, similar to what The Killing Joke and The Dark Knight Returns and all these other stories did. It's a story that, kind of like takes place self-contained yet has you know broad um effects like on the dc universe so you know i, I like the decision honestly because even though i saw alfred get his neck snapped in that panel i don't know i i, I can't see such a staple character disappearing but but i that being said i hope they do i hope they keep him dead because manservants are stupid okay? <laughs> gentlemen he wasn't a manservant. He was in this like an absolutely necessary part of the team. If he's Jeremy Irons and a manservant too, like he was both. So like he was also a butler. He was still getting him his tea and making his food and you know for him and whatever was his favorite fucking meal and shit like that. <laughs> and fuck Bruce too for just like being mad brooding and not eating fucking the finger sandwiches that Alfred would like bring him and shit. I remember panels where like he would legit comment on that like that he left the food cold. Yo, like fuck Batman sometimes, yo. Yo, that's crazy. How, how does one even become a butler? <laughs> And, espe- butlers? and especially with the training he had, right? Like, he's like this badass fighter, right? <laughs> Working, in, And then he's like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. I'm going to go be a butler, you know, for this rich fucking white boy, you know, and then take care of his every needs. Like, wait, what? how how that happen? I mean, in my, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong because yep. I'm pretty sure that's explained, yeah, in some panel somewhere. Um, Papa Wayne hired... Alfred as a personal bodyguard for the Wayne family. He paid him probably some insane sum of money, gave him a part of the estate and told him like, listen, protect us, do or die. This is like a blood pact. Like you're gonna, like you're our personal sentinel for life. 
And if we pass right. you're Bruce's guardian. Yeah, it's probably pre-discussed. And he was like, can't get a better gig than this. Like, it's a doctor. And weren't they both doctors? They were, right? I think so, right? Yeah. Both of his parents? Yeah. I don't remember. Okay, well, yeah, well, yeah. He's like, hey, the doctor's Scott family. Snyder explores his oh, mom. No, I think the no. mom was like an engineer or, or something like an architect or something like that. I think she helped design building. I don't know. Like, I think, I don't know. I could be wrong. But they were no, yeah. both like badasses in, from the Wayne they, Foundation. Exactly, yeah. So he was like, yeah, of course I'll take the gig. That's how I think that went down. Because that kind of would explain his dedication. I guess, I guess. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, there's many different stories. Exactly, and they, They've all tried to touch upon this. I think what this is all is saying is that we all need to watch the Pennyworth series <laughs> <laughs> to find out like the real history of Pennyworth. Yeah, right. They got a season two. Like, I, who, I don't Fuck know that. what the hell's going on with that show. That's such a left field show. It'll be, Batman, it'll, but I, I don't know. No. Yeah. And if I feel like it's going to be similar to like um, the Agent Carter show, right? Which was like, all right. Like, it's, I like Agent Carter. I don't know that much to explore a show about her past, you know? Right. Right. It, it's like, hey, instead of uh, Alfred's past, how about maybe kind of like a miniseries about the different villains in Gotham? That'd be pretty cool, you know what I mean? Where they kind of do like an American horror story type concept where every season is about a villain. Oh, all right. HBO Max, you guys listening? This is yeah. a good one. This is a good one. Yeah, for example, do like five, ten episodes, like episode like all of season one, Bane. You know what I mean? Like from episode one to ten. How did he become Bane? And then it just goes with every like villain. That'd be pretty cool. Damn, season one is Bane. You're starting off like hot shit. What it was, I don't know, top penguin, maybe season one or something. Like, I don't know. Fuck that. COVID, the election, Bane. Damn. It just makes sense. It sounds right. Get on the boys, B.O. Max. The fudge. So, yeah, one of the big appeals of New York Comic Con has been meeting the creators behind all these things we love to talk about and read and do. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I hope it comes back. I hope the future is not bleak. But I think gatherings of that density, that probably won't come back for a while, right? Like concerts and conventions. That's like at the tail end of whatever recovery plan for the U.S. If there is a plan. God damn it. I don't want to get political here, but. Yeah, but there's no plan uh, right now. <laughs> get out there and vote, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hell yeah. Vote. Yeah, because I think exactly because if I, I know for sure for next year, we won't be at that place. Maybe in two years, we're going to be at a place where maybe like if the vaccine's out, right, and everybody's really using the vaccine and then there's nothing wrong with the vaccine, right? And it's like a it's a safe thing to actually take and or zombie apocalypse or the computer chip, the matrix, which so two ways this could go Skynet, zombie apocalypse or Skynet. <laughs> Damn. Either one of those two options, I hope there's still Comic-Con. Because I would still, like, if it's a zombie apocalypse, I could make my way through zombies for cosplay. Come on. Yeah, I definitely, damn, would you rather, how would you rather fight your way to Comic-Con through zombies or Terminators? Fuck. Zombies, dude. Terminators are going to beat my ass. Yeah, they got the heat vision and everything. Fuck. They do, right? Yeah, they do. They got that shit. Damn, you know, 2020. I don't know about heat vision, but they are like nearly not heat vision. I mean, like the heat, heat sensitive vision. And then at the end, like like oh yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. And then at the end, right at the entrance of Comic Con, is a zombie Terminator. Jesus, zombie Terminator. (laughs) 
Hmm, I think you're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, HBO Max, you listening? You listening? Zombie wait, wait, Terminator. Wait, wait. Is, is, it a, is it a Terminator that terminates zombies oh. or a Terminator that has become zombified? Both. Or both. This <laughs> <laughs> both. Well, or what I was wondering is it a zombie first, then they made him into a Terminator. <laughs> exactly. Fuck. Damn. And then he and then there he terminates zombies. Oh, I would watch the fuck out of that. I would read the shit out of that. It's real max, get on it. And God, my ribs hurt, my face hurts, and I'm fucking crying. I have to go dry my face. I can see it on the camera. (laughs) It's one of my favorite episodes we've done so far. I love you, gentlemen. All our listeners out there. Check out the Instagram, people. We're almost at 100 followers. We love you all. See you next time, guys. This is the Legion. Always and forever. I'm Chez. I'm Miguel. I'm Rod. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.